Hey everyone, this is Josh. I uh, just wanted to preface this episode with a quick content warning because we do discuss rape and sexual assault for quite some time because we uh, live in a hell world. So if you don't want to hear that, just skip from about 28 and a half minutes to 45 and a half minutes. Um, all right, that's it. Enjoy the episode. is up gamers welcome to henry kissinger is pokemon going to die not a threat just a fact i'm josh aka lyndon b shopping i am uh, evan aka the dow doug jones <laughs> i'm lauren aka paul ryan and screaming i'm caroline aka george w cush and the w stands for weed nice <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm Zach, a.k.a. Amazon CEO Jeff Bozos. (laughs) Got him. Uh, Great. You you may have noticed a couple new voices on the podcast with us today. Um, Caroline, do you want to go ahead and just talk a little about yourself? You know, like mention one of your favorite hobbies or just an interesting fact. Um, Yeah, okay, sure. So um, I'm Caroline. I'm from the Midwest, Columbus, Ohio. I am... It's good. Okay. I'm 14 years young and I love weed. Yeah, basically that. Yeah, I am white and gay and... Hell yeah. That's that's basically it. Not the white part. Not the white part. (laughs) Yeah, no. Hey, great. We're so happy to have you here. Evan? Oh, yeah. I am Evan. I'm from Ontario. I am white. I am sadly not gay. And my I condolences. Am, that's disappointing. And uh, NB-ish, maybe I don't know, perhaps. And yeah, that's that's me there. I am resident. We're happy theory to have boy. you. Gender is weird. Oh, so you're Gen- a theory boy when Brooks isn't here? Nice. Yes, I have. I'm in this for the uni stuff, so I'm your theory boy for today. Nice. Oh hell yeah. Ge- so gender is fake. First off, we all know that. Yeah, uh, that's, that's understood. As we know. Uh, as far as theory goes, what's one of your favorite theories that you have? My favorite theories that, like that, like specifically for me, I think my favorite theory is that like pee is actually stored in the kidney and not in the balls. That's my theory that I've got right now. Holy shit, that's controversial. Yeah, that's a little bit it's of revolutionary a biology. Can I uh, get a source for that? <laughs> <laughs> is that like a Canadian thing that you learn in? uni or whatever the hell you call it up there yeah all the, the all alternate the, universe yeah all like the cultural marxists up here have like brainwashed me into thinking where that's where the p is stored okay now nice. can you tell me where to where for you and your opinion where the cum is stored the cum is stored uh i think the cum is sort of like a separate small sack also within the kidney the cum bag oh, it's no. usually called <laughs> We all know the cum is stored in the heart. Anyway. <laughs> the real cum was the friends we made along the way. 
So what the fuck happened this all week? of that out, and... <laughs> so, yeah, we got all the come out of our system, uh, and oh. <laughs> let's talk... If the McElroys did it two episodes in a row, I think we can talk about some football. Um, all right, let's talk about some football. Tom Brady lost. <laughs> he, lost Tom Brady. He, he lost so hard, and he, he cried, and he just totally ate it. And <laughs> it was really good for me to see, personally. Touchdown Tom's soul left his body on live national television. <laughs> I'm not from yeah. Massachusetts, but I am in Massachusetts. And um, I know that other host of the show, Patrick, is like a diehard, well, not maybe not diehard, but a Patriots fan. And I was thinking of him and like, eh, we're, we're fine. It's fine. We'll live. Watching host of the show, Patrick, post about how Tom Brady and the Patriots are good, actually. Like, I don't give a shit about football, but my blood was like boiling. <laughs> I think it's just because Bill Belichick is, like, Trump's friend, which is what makes it worse, I think. So it was nice to see the Eagles win and, Mm. you know, underdog. You can tell he's Trump's friend just by looking at Bill Belichick. You know he's a Republican. (laughs) Right, yeah. I don't know anything about football, but I just knew the Patriots were the Trump boys. And so I really wanted them to lose. And they did. It was good. Mm -hmm. Justice was served. The quarterback for the Eagles is, like, a Liberty University guy, though, like, Jerry Falwell's thing. Oh, jeez, I didn't know that. Yeah, so oh, he's, wow. like, unfortunately also bad. It's... Wait, what's the deal there? No, explain he's... it to me like I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> he, Hypothetically he... speaking. Yeah, like, what if? <laughs> he attends, like, some university for fundamentalist Christians on the internet. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's, like, really right-wing as a result. Like, I don't want to, like, defame Nick Foles or anything. But, like, well, I'm I pretty will. One thing you've got to remember about Nick Foles is that he was the backup quarterback and only was uh, the quarterback for the Super Bowl because um, Carson Wentz got injured. And that's the only thing I know about the Eagles season, even though I'm originally from the area. Thank you. <laughs> Which, that could be kind of inspiring. And in a way it is because they still made Tom Brady cry. Yeah. Um, but yeah. then all of the Eagles did thank God for the win. So I um, think we have to give it up to him. Yeah, and then they uh, partied the only way that sports fans know how, which was uh, setting fire to the town. Um, <laughs> which yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a long-standing like, sports thing. Right. I don't know if you saw, but um, in preparation this was actually uh before uh, when the eagles when we found out that the eagles were even going to play in the super bowl they mm-hmm. anticipated that fans were going to lose their fucking minds uh so the police uh in philadelphia were greasing up telephone poles with crisco <laughs> to prevent Hell fans yeah. from climbing up them and i guess i don't know riding them through town um it didn't work uh so it did what, not for, work just in case the uh, actually this was regardless of whether they won or lost there was going to be a riot so this time they greased the poles up with um motor oil that's good shit and it did not work <laughs> like the, the philadelphia can do attitude is unstoppable oh and um to fucking ruining their ruining their city they will yeah, stop it nothing they, they, they flipped they <laughs> yeah. flipped a car they rode garbage pan, uh garbage trucks uh through town and also one guy literally ate horse shit on purpose Oh, he super did. <laughs> All I know about Philadelphia is from show Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I'm glad uh-huh. to hear from the news that it's a documentary. Like when I think a couple summers ago, they <laughs> had not the, silly, the city of Philadelphia had to issue an ordinance banning dumpster pools. You want to explain that concept? What? So <laughs> you take the big plastic container that is a dumpster and of presumably remove all the trash and fill it with water, and you got a pool. 
That fucking rules. What's the problem? <laughs> God, that's good. The absolute worst thing about anything happening with Philadelphia sports is having to hear everybody talk about how they threw snowballs at Santa back in 1968. Like, it's it's like the it's a total like one trick thing, but everybody's like, oh, they threw snowballs at Santa. It I mean, they do throw batteries at like 50 years ago. <laughs> I don't know what you're referencing at all. It, the infamous incident in 1968 when uh, Philly fans threw snowballs at Santa Claus and, it, like, has soured people's perceptions of Philadelphia sports fans for decades. Well, did Santa Claus deserve it? What was he doing? Was he fundraising for Salvation Army? I don't... God, <laughs> I fucking hope so. Yeah, Santa Claus is actually a tool of the capitalist state. And the um, Eagles fans were just practicing good direct action by throwing snowballs yeah. at him. <laughs> all, all Santa does is um, emphasize the class divide between rich and poor, but right. it's fine. <laughs> the entire the entire city of Philadelphia are all Delayanists. This is well known. So, mm-hmm. so you know, everyone knows this. <laughs> yes, yeah, of so course. It's my favorite part. Knowledge. My favorite part about the riots is how the cops were there in full force and anti-riot gear. And just totally laying everyone out because they were doing such bad things to the city. Oh, just like uh, they have I'm, done it. I'm, I'm getting know. a, I'm getting a wire. It looks like they only arrested <laughs> oh, yeah. three people. Three people. Oh, yeah. Did they, they like tore down a hotel Wait. awning? Three people. What was? Do we know the color of their skin at all? Um, I don't. But we know they were okay. dumbasses. I can um, hazard a guess. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna trouble this a little bit because, like, yes, this Uh-oh. is valid. Uh, but like, no nuance allowed, Zach. But I will say, like, Philly does have a pretty good amount of black people. <laughs> okay. Like, so it wasn't like, it, this wasn't like the Cleveland, like, Super Bowl, like, win parade. Like. So it's more about the cause that's the issue. I think it was more about the futility of it, honestly. <laughs> like, they Wait, knew. Like, it was just. Like, they knew that if they people. came out there and tried to, like, arrest anybody, they would just get, like, thrown in the back of a dump truck and taken to a landfill and buried alive. So. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you know what? Harsh but true. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Have you guys heard does, about the economy? No. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's not doing great right now. But um, I thought Trump brought all the jobs back. He did. No, he no, he did. He did. He did. He did. Oh, don't 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 okay. worry. Don't worry. But the jobs are all bad. But the, they're all bad jobs. Yeah, <laughs> the quality of the jobs well, is just back, horrible. So I'm satisfied. <laughs> it's, we we love jobs. Matters. It turns out. Wait, I'm confused. Are the numbers not supposed to be going down? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. It's like golf. Wait, which yeah. Trump loves. We had a historic point drop this week, and then mm-hmm. when, uh, so you know how uh, our president, who we all love dearly, loves to take credit for whenever the economy is doing well? Well, mm-hmm. for the first time, the economy didn't do so well in a long time, uh, but this time it wasn't his fault. So uh, he tweeted about how the Dow was making a big mistake, whatever that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then, well, um, so today it went down again. But, uh, and a lot of very rich people lost a lot of money and apparently we're supposed to feel bad about it. Um, so I'm going to pull up a tweet that I saw, um, on the day the Dow took its historic dive, um, from a guy named Scott Budman, which nice. Um, and it says, had a rough day. Mark Zuckerberg lost $3.6 billion today. 
Jeff Bezos lost $3.2 billion today. Google's founders lost $2.3 billion each. Bill Gates lost $2.2 billion. Uh, source Bloomberg. So I've been drinking leftist juice for so long <laughs> that when I saw this tweet, I, it did not even occur to me that it was supposed to be anything but like mean-spirited. Like it, it has to be. <laughs> like this is this is intended to be sympathetic. How? Which big fucking LOL on that one. <laughs> because are you I, kidding me? I guess like the tweet to me, the thing that's the funniest about it is he's saying these huge amounts of money, which he knows to people who read his tweets are seem like incredible amounts of money. But the thing is is that the people who lost that money have so much that they don't need to give a shit. Like, exactly. it's only no, people it on matter. Twitter who were like, wow, $2 billion? That's, like, a ton of money. But, like, I'm not, I don't feel bad because they don't care. The people who lost it don't actually care. Right. It's like, it's like, if I, if I, it's like, think you had a bad day? This person dropped a dime while they were pulling their wallet out of their pocket. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, and it's like, if, um, if it was a random, like, normal person who's like, oh, they lost, like, you know five thousand dollars in savings and that's their whole livelihood then that means something to me right like i'd be like where's the gofundme at but honestly i'm kind of surprised that nobody's put together like a gofundme and tried to be like a bunch of liberals being like let's get like mark zuckerberg his 3.6 billion dollars (laughs) oh jesus probably um so i famously well-loved Icon Mark Zuckerberg, who totally didn't <laughs> yeah. have to hire a million PR people to make him look like not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> More like Mark Fuckerberg. Anyway, um, <laughs> got him. Uh, so I, um, on a whim, uh, when we were talking about uh, extreme wealth earlier this week, decided to um, test a hypothesis that I had, which is that. Um, Jeff Bozo could lose 99.9% uh, of his wealth and, like, not notice functionally. So he is worth, um, I believe it was um, $115.7 billion. Um, and if you uh, subtract um, 99.9% of that, you are left with over $115 million dollars. Does my math check out there? Because even even if like I have a decimal point wrong and it's like eleven point five million dollars, that is more money than I will see in my lifetime. I like <laughs> I can't well, bring gotta, myself you to pull care. yourself up by your bootstraps Zach. and That's and work um like a hundred fifteen times harder than Jeff Bezos. Yeah, at least that. Yeah, at that, least the um, rich are doing really important world helping things mm-hmm. with their money like launching mm-hmm. cars into space <laughs> oh my god so i i it didn't even make it to the asteroid belt like not only did he fuck up landing a car on mars which is already like a dumbass display of wealth that achieves nothing um he was like well if we overshoot mars and miss the uh i don't know what he sounds like i don't give a shit um if we miss <laughs> mars's orbital uh orbital path and it'll at least continue into the asteroid belt and like it's gonna like not even make it there so where's it going away you know what this is like this all right this like okay 
this achieves absolutely nothing, right? He's yeah. launched a car into space. It's not making it to Mars. You know what that is? It's littering. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, wait, listen. Like he might have, like he might have shot his car into space in like the greatest show of American greed in years. But at least he sold flamethrowers <laughs> to the American populace. I mean. Oh my yeah, god! That's very true. You want to know what the best part of this is? Uh, the day after they launched a car into space for no reason, uh, Tesla announced its largest quarterly losses uh, in its existence. Like Whoops. I think they lost uh, six hundred something million dollars this quarter. That's pretty cool. Wow! Yeah, you mean because they launched it all into space. Oh, that's <laughs> where all the money went. <laughs> <laughs> They should have thought about that before. It was in the All trunk of, of the car. It's were in the glove box. The, the Dow Jones, I just want to talk real quick about the, the Dow Jones dropping. Do people know what the Dow Jones is? Hell no. It's like okay. an average okay. thing. It's the stock right? guy, right? So it's like a score that's based on 30 major countries in America. Um, Companies. Not even like the 30 biggest. You not, said countries. It's just like, it's 30, wait, companies. Yeah. <laughs> So wait, what did he say? He said, I heard him I say 30 countries. countries. <laughs> God, oh, they wish. No. I'm from every okay. country in the United States, except for one. Yeah, all of them. Okay, so it's based on 30 major companies in America. And um, they're like changed every few years. And it's based on like the how much each stock like share is worth. So it's not even based on how much the company is worth. So like this year they swapped out a huge bank for a much smaller one just because the like share price was worth more. If that makes sense, which mm. is not really, but I'm a okay. communications well, major that's fine. so. <laughs> it's already it's the the point is it's just dumb. And like the 30 companies that are chosen are fairly arbitrary and it you, and maybe it would have made sense like 100 years ago. When there were like 50 companies in like big ones around, but now there's like 7,000 that are publicly traded and just basing it all off 30 is stupid. And oh, it's incredibly that, stupid. Oh, it's incredibly stupid. And the the historic drop was uh, a huge point drop, right? But like percentage wise, it was like 4% of <gasps> the Dow that dropped where like we've had way bigger, like 8 and 15 and even 25% drops. Like, that's when a real market crash happens. Wait, so what is the historic... What makes this drop historic, then? It's like the number of points is... Like, imagine if you... If you lost $1,000 right now. Like, <laughs> that's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's a lot of money to you, obviously. Now, now say you became a millionaire and you lost $2,000. Well, <gasps> at that point... Yeah, no, I know, Zach. It's it's really frightening. I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep scaring you like this, but that's the the number of dollars that you lost is higher, but percentage wise, it means almost nothing to you. And that's pretty much what happened with the Dow Jones. Oh, so you're saying uh, stocks are fake? I'm saying stocks. I'm saying the Dow Jones is fake, (laughs) and then the stock market's not even a good indicator of where the economy's at. So it's all fake and it's all stupid. Oh, Uh, cool. And the only good part of it is that uh and and it's all computer based anyway like the reason why the dow jones crashed is because a few computers were like oh we're gonna sell off these stocks and all the other computers were like oh shit oh shit they're selling off the stocks we gotta sell off our stocks too and then they just dump it i heard like part of the reason why this happened though is because people were worried about wages going up horror of horrors 
Oh, oh god. Oh, that makes sense actually. Like they're they're all selling because people were making more money now, and you know, obviously that's extremely bad that that happened, and so. Like, that's apparently the source of why all the computers started selling things off. I'm not an economist, but apparently that's what it was. So you're no. saying that the unskilled laborers hacked the uh, stock computers. And that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Hack the planet. I, I personally <laughs> destroyed the Dow Jones on my own, actually. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you From for the, your service. From the comfort of my computer chair. Um, we want to talk about, uh, the bad car commercial. All right. Um, uh, basically what happened was, is they made a car commercial and it was like any other commercial, except the voiceover man was Martin Luther King Jr. (laughs) Batman was Martin Luther King Jr. (laughs) Yes. Uh, famed civil rights activist, Martin Luther King Jr. Was, uh, was just, he wanted you to know that he drove a Jeep uh, or a Dodge Cherokee or whatever. It was a Dodge Ram. Thank you. Show some respect. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know the names of these cars, but yeah, I'm just. I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing who they bring in next. Now, like, like what? Malcolm X. Yeah, (laughs) Malcolm X loved to sell things. Um, (laughs) Historically, historically pro commerce man, Malcolm X. Also, apparently, the sermon that this Martin Luther King audio was taken from uh, was. The sermon also included uh, an explicit uh, condemnation of s- trying to sell cars to people. So, oh yeah, it's like one minute later in the speech that they played. If you just keep <laughs> listening to it, then he talks about like, and they try to sell you. You need this whiskey and this cologne and this car because otherwise you're not worth anything. And he's just rant. I mean, in a good way, he's ranting about. How shitty! Huh, like, sounds anti-capitalist, but okay. And you know, it kind of does. But Martin Luther King wouldn't do that. He to loves him. to I, have a dream and nothing else. Um, I've got the quote so, here. Actually, the like, do you see people buy cars oh, that you. they can't thank even you. begin to buy in terms of their income? King said, "You've got people riding around in Cadillacs and Chryslers who don't earn enough to have a good T model Ford, but it feeds a repressed ego." Oh, holy shit! Yeah, like they use like yeah. they use like an explicitly yeah. socialist speech for their like ad about a car. So apparently the um I don't know the actual uh name of it. I want to say the Martin Luther King Center. Um, it's some institution devoted to Martin Luther King. Um, and at least one of um the members of his estate uh said that they didn't sign off um on. Uh, dodge using that quote but yeah. apparently um yep. one of martin luther king's children the one who is the executor of his estate uh has been criticized by his siblings uh in the past for mismanaging the estate um because apparently they wouldn't sign off um uh, it wasn't that they wouldn't sign off it was uh the movie selma couldn't use the clips of couldn't use the contents of martin luther king's actual speeches uh, because another uh, production already had purchased the licensing to them, which is weird that that's a thing yeah. that can happen. So they had to invent them for Selma, which I did not yeah. know. Uh, I didn't see Selma. Yeah, Selma is very good. Yeah, the yeah. commercial, it was the King Foundation, which um, Coretta Scott King basically established, and uh, that was kind of the foundation mm-hmm. that spoke out. And then it was... Um, um, MLK's daughter, I think Bernice, spoke out against the the mm-hmm. use of that yep. 
particular, uh, or just any of it, any anything yeah. really that her dad said probably shouldn't be in a commercial to sell cars. But yeah, it's a it's a whole shit show, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they they don't go to court over it because my god, it looked so bad. <laughs> It was so um, tacky. Even if he wasn't a socialist, this would still be inappropriate. Like, like, hey, it's Black History Month. Buy a car. It's like, you know, we, you know, come on. We understand, you know, we here at Dodge, we understand what it's like. You know, you want to buy a car, right? That's the point of this month. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's buy a car month. It's it's (laughs) auto dealer respecting month. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I, I don't think anything legal is going to happen, though, because if, um I think Dexter King is the son, if he is the executor of the estate, it seems like he does have the authority to sign off on this. Um, so, no... Yeah, the, the, the estate explicitly signed yeah. off on this. Yeah, so uh, no justice will be like... served, and we're just going to have to deal They're with it. They're in the it. clear. Um, can we yeah. talk about uh, uh, some... There are two other really politically troubling <laughs> Super Bowl ads that I saw that I specifically want to mention. Um, mm-hmm. So one of them is the one where Budweiser made a very self-congratulatory ad about how they uh, donated, I think it was like $500,000 worth of water to Puerto Rico oh, yeah. uh, after um, the hurricane. Um, and the ad time for that commercial cost like several million dollars. <laughs> it was the most melodramatic ad too it was like a guy waking up and being like what i'll be right there and like kissing his beautiful wife goodbye and like driving at dawn to the budweiser factory where they dramatically switch all the budweiser cans to say like budweiser water (laughs) (laughs) um they brand the water they gave to the puerto ricans well yeah that's how they make their money that's so noble can i just do a a quick joke no um yes hold on one second so uh, why wouldn't you uh, water, you mean Bud Light? Yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Got him. The okay, craft thanks. brewer expert has uh, logged on. <laughs> hey! You know, I'm sipping on an IPA right oh, now. Oh, sounds bad to me. The, the hot profile is just so scathingly bitter. It's just burning my tongue. Dude, scathingly it. bitter. Did you uh, read that off the label? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, so the other uh, troubling Super Bowl ad, and um, stop me if you've heard this one, was the one where a bunch of white people got detained um, going through security and then had to... Oh, finally. Oh, that's I didn't horrible. see this one. They uh, got detained while going through security. Um, oh, Jesus. I think going into the Super Bowl, supposedly. Like, obviously it was a pre-recorded commercial, but whatever. Um, and taken into this room where they were forced to watch uh, sad cancer uh, videos um, where kids uh, with cancer <laughs> said that what? if you buy no, a car, uh, such and such percent of the proceeds from that car will get donated to no. like St. Jude's Research Foundation. And then the cancer kids came out what? and the white people had to no. hug them. <laughs> that sounds like Great. traumatizing, no. to be honest. Yeah, what? like... Personally, I love to be uh, detained going through security, taken to a mysterious room, and then guilted into buying a car to benefit a charity a little bit. Well, we all have our fetishes. (laughs) Love to commodify human suffering. Jesus. When I see a cancer child, I'm like, there's a product I can sell. The moment that's the first thought I have when I look at them. (laughs) The yeah, first the whole, thing that whole I see when is... I look at a child with a debilitating illness is, You're gonna how can help I sell, me a car? sell a car? <laughs> <laughs> it's literally that meme that's going around of, uh, you know, the general, like, 
market looking at social justice issues and identity politics and being like, is this a commodity? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's just so fucking cynical on, like, a base level. Like, they're just sitting in a room brainstorming, like, fucking madmen and thinking, what do people get most sad about? Kids There's with only cancer. one thing this cancer girl loves. And it's a Dodge Ram. <laughs> How do these get past the ideas stage? Like, Because every single person in this advertising firm is obviously a sociopath. That's the it was, only way it makes it. Like, I mean, if we accept the fiction that they're presenting to us, that this is like... That this is real and that these are real people and they don't know what's happening to them. Like, being detained by security under any circumstances is fucking horrifying. And it's not even to, like, do something nice to them. It's to guilt them into something. And not even guilt them into actually donating to a charity, but to buy a car, which will then benefit a charity a little. Yeah. What about Uma Thurman? Uh, It says here in the show notes that she took down Totino's. Which doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> yeah, Quentin Tortellini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, Uma Thurman finally did uh, an interview with the New York Times. Um, you know, she had said a couple of months ago, kind of during the the really big Me Too uh, kind of going on that was happening in October and November, that she was very angry, but she was going to wait to say what she was going to say. And yeah, basically it was the, this piece that she did with Maureen Dowd, who sucks, but (laughs) um, Uma basically is talking about the way that Quentin Tarantino uh, pretty much just put her in all sorts of really terrible danger, keeping her around Harvey Weinstein in general, and also like all of the like violence that happens on screen, like to uh, Uma Thurman in the Kill Bill movies, like when she's being choked or spit on or... Uh, Quentin was doing that off screen and he just kind of generally doesn't seem to give a damn about uh, women as uh, people instead of just kind of like sexy fantasies of revenge and Mm. uh, she she, he's (laughs) cancelled he is cancelled I mean he's (laughs) been cancelled because he he loves to cast himself as the say the n-word man whenever possible oh yeah I'm gonna Mm -hmm. talk about that in a sec when we get to the other thing Quentin did. Oh, holy fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, Quentin pushed Quentin pushed Uma Thurman into doing a car driving stunt for the Kill Bill movies where um, Uma knew the car was like fucked up and she was very adamant about not doing the stunt, but Quentin like bullied her into doing it. And so she starts doing this car driving stunt and immediately crashes and injures her knees and it derails her career. Wow. Yep. Jesus. There's a definitely a pattern of like these male director auteurs, um, you know, just badgering women, like famously Stanley Kubrick with Shelley Duvall in The Shining. I'm sure there's a ton more examples, but I can't remember. Hitchcock. Hitchcock was Um, a lot. Oh, God. Yeah, Hitchcock was like a sexual harasser. He. Yeah, he was just fucking terrible to Tippi Hendren. I can't remember exactly, but... Basically, his whole, like, blondes thing, just, like, harassing all of his actresses all the time. (laughs) But how else... Now, how else can you get your actresses to do a good job, though? I don't know. I mean, when you're in an environment where you need to be emotionally fragile and you need to, like, 
have a really close trusting relationship with the people you work with, I think it's good to actually like be in a dangerous situation. I think that that's good and it makes better art that way. As a- you know, I'm glad we're on the same page, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know definitely. if this is connected to anything, but I think it's interesting that I can't think of any um, actresses that have pulled the shit that like Jared Leto does for method acting. Like no, because no they would be like that shenanigans. No, they need to be tricked into acting well. That's why. Right. Um, <laughs> they aren't. They need to twisted. be like gaslit into doing a good job. Um, so the interesting thing about um, one of the many interesting things uh, about Uma Thurman's um, sort of expose is that she mentions um, that she strongly suspects that a lot of the treatment that she received at Quentin Tarantino's hands from being uh, browbeaten into doing this dangerous stunt with um, faulty uh, equipment to being personally uh, spit on by uh, him for a shot. Um, She alleges that this was actually punitive because she rejected Harvey Weinstein's advances. Um, and she tried, she said for 10 years to get a hold of the footage of the accident. And the only way that, um, the only way that Miramax would give it to her was if she, um, agreed to sign away any legal right to, to sort of claim damages. Um, and and so she of course refused, but apparently Tarantino and, and I think Uma Thurman corroborated this. Uh, actually did um, finally try to get her the video on his own, which is a, I would not say it's a redemptive act, but I would say is like not an evil thing to do. I mean, he's still very evil, but like, you know. Yeah. Are you going to talk about that other horrible, yeah, so shitty thing? Speaking that- of Quentin Tarantino being evil, um, so our, our good boy Quentin, he was... This was unearthed in the wake of the Uma Thurman story because it wasn't a big story at the time it happened. I wonder why. I wonder what that says about the culture at large. Hmm. Quentin was on um, the radio with famous good guy Howard Stern 15 years ago, and he had some very important man opinions about the 13-year-old child that Roman Polanski drugged and violently raped. And his opinion was that she wanted it. He called her a party girl. And he said, this sentence just fucking blew me away. I don't believe it's rape. Not at 13. Oh my god. <laughs> he, he, said, he, he said that he believed, like, it's, he was like, it was statutory rape. We can't just throw around the word rapist. Like, who else says shit like that besides, like, dudes rapist. who are also sexual abusers? Like, for example, right, Woody Allen. It, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, like, Woody Allen's statement with, like, the, I don't want this to turn into a witch hunt where men can't Mm. even wink at a woman in the workplace without being um, taken to HR. Why the fuck are you winking at women, dude? (laughs) Yeah. That's weird. Um, I just want to say, Woody Allen, retire, bitch. Thank you. (laughs) Woody Allen, die, bitch. Not a threat. (laughs) Like to charge, reblog to cast. (laughs) it's happening this year folks (laughs) i think quentin uh totino's pretty much gonna retire at this point too right he's he's done enough he's is is anyone here really just waiting for his next movie to come out he's He's trying to make a star trek what 
Yep. I can't wait to hear Spock say no. the N-word. I mean... <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, also in the interview, he compared it to, like, the word rape is thrown around recklessly, like the word racist is thrown around recklessly, which is really no. funny, because that directly <laughs> translates to... I, a white man, wrote myself a role in my movie so I could use the N-word hard R a dozen times and people are mad at me for some reason. Hashtag fired for truth. Spike Lee gave him <laughs> permission. You know, fucking cry typing at his computer like, I just wanted to make a good movie, but they call me racist. Did you see today, fresh off the presses, Quentin apologize. Do you guys want to hear the apology? Oh, I sure fucking do, because I literally (laughs) haven't heard it. It's real bad. So he says, I want to publicly apologize to Samantha Geimer for my cavalier remarks on the Howard Stern show speculating about her and the crime that was committed against her. Fifteen years later, I realized how wrong I was. Ms. Geimer was raped by Roman Polanski. When Howard brought up Polanski and... This is the good part. I incorrectly played devil's advocate in the debate oh, for the nice sake of try. being provocative. I didn't take Ms. Geimer's feelings into consideration, and for that, I am truly sh- sorry. So, okay, Ms. Geimer, hang on, hang on. When Mr. Fucking Provocative, for the sake of it, Howard Stern is the one telling you she's fucking thirteen, man. Then maybe it's time to pump the brakes a little. Yeah, it's like. It just fucking means nothing to him. This horrific trauma of a little girl, a fucking child in middle school, is just, like, bants with the lads to him. Uh, And of course they all, like, still celebrate Roman Polanski. He's not ostracized in Hollywood at all. They gave him a standing ovation at the Oscars, even though every single person at the Oscars knew exactly what he fucking did and exactly why he wasn't at the Oscars to accept the award. It's because he fled the country... So he could avoid jail time for raping a child, but they all gave him a standing ovation anyway, and it's real bad. Okay? Like, it's just okay, bad. Wait, the thing that they always jump to is like, oh, well, we have a legal system, innocent until proven guilty. Wasn't he literally convicted? No, yeah, yeah he confessed to it. He wrote in his. No, yeah, he pled guilty. Yeah. So, like. No, I was. Um, he even wrote about it in his autobiography, and apparently he said that he never said no, which she. Uh, she said she did a lot and And she's also 13 years old she's also 13 years old and he also gave her alcohol and quaaludes which is the same sedative that bill cosby gave his victims and he was like fucking in in his 40s someone needs to like hard candy him starring ellen oh boy like i know it it should be josh what's your kickback i was gonna say i know it should be obvious but like he, like, I don't understand the distinction that, like, Tarantino was trying to make to start with. Like, he says, like, he says, like, oh, it wasn't rape, it was statutory rape. Does he not hear, like, the two words, statutory and rape? Like, it's still, yeah, it's, 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 it's the it's same because, crime. Like, it's in the word. <laughs> like, I don't understand what he's, like, the point he's trying to make here. Like, It's because adult men fetishize teenage girls, and then they act like it's the girl's fault. Yep. And they will say stuff like, well, they're physically adults, they look like adults, but they super don't. Yeah, who like has high ever school, looked at I a 13 year old and been like, just like ago. a 25 year old? Nobody. No, it's, it's yeah, not high the school same. already looked like little babies to me. And they, um, like the ephebophile, fucking whatever the pedophiles call themselves, 
like they're not they try to justify it by saying like they look like adults but the obviously they don't and the attraction isn't in spite of the fact that they're children it's because they're children it makes me want to throw up like i'm the youngest person on this podcast i'm 19 years old and i do not think like 13 year olds look even close to me let alone 25 years old no, like, they objectively don't. I know, like it's just it's it's a lie because he's a pedophile and he's trying to find an excuse for it. They haven't even gone through puberty yet, a lot of them. It's uh, Do bad. we just want to keep this rage rolling right into the next topic, which is arguably the worst thing we're gonna have to talk oh, about? Oh the cop thing? Tonight. We yeah. love our cops. Oh, oh hey. Bye jokes. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. BuzzFeed published a piece, um, I want to say either yesterday or today. It's about a teenager in New York who was, um, she was 18 at the time. And back in 2017, she was sexually assaulted by two uh, off-duty, oh no, they were on duty at the time, on-duty cops. But in New York, uh, which is is one of the 35 states where officers can claim that a somebody who was assaulted by an officer actually consented. So, you know, if you aren't aware... Hmm, what a weird law, anyway. Yeah, in the United States, <laughs> it's illegal for, uh, you know, obviously for police officers or correctional... or people who work in corrections facilities at all to have sex with inmates because they cannot legally consent. Um, mm-hmm. And... But and also, like, the very nature doesn't... of consent makes that impossible because of the position of authority that the arresting officer or, like, prison guard or whoever you want to say has uh, has over them. This particular yeah. woman, she was in handcuffs in the back of a police van when they did it to her. And they claimed she consented. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then, didn't, yeah, did they not come to harass her in the hospital, like, to try to spook her into not testifying? Or I don't am think I thinking, it was oh, them, but I think it was other cops. Yeah, it was, it was It was. the thin blue line thing. It was like... Yeah, some good, good cops. friends mm-hmm. that wanted to help them out, you know? Well, the scary thing is, I wasn't sure if that was her, or if it was someone else that was sexually assaulted while in police custody in New York. Right, when I saw this headline, I was like, was this the same case, or is this a new one? Because this happens a, kind of a lot. Like, how much Daniel of a fucking bummer is it that we have to even think that? Like, hmm, is this the same one? Hmm. Like, wasn't it last episode that we were talking, like, people are, they're talking about putting, like, fake guns on people in case they, like, yeah. shot them mm-hmm. by accident? Like, yeah. this is a, like, how do people not take this as a serious, well, I I know why, but, like, <laughs> rhetorically, why do people not take this? Like, it's a serious problem when this just happens again and again. Because uh, like, it's a couple of bad apples. It's just a couple of bad apples. Yeah, I'm reading know? through the piece, yeah. um, just going over it, and back in December, she gave a deposition, you know, because she's not going to be uh, scared out of not, you know, saying what happened to her and trying to seek justice. And she says that in... You know, she sat across the table from the New York City attorneys and the questions that they asked her, it was spanned 12 hours over three days. It ran, a transcript of the questioning ran for 740 pages and they were going over her sexual history, her social media posts, her, like, like just, just uh, like on and on about these very personal details about her life and trying to you know hopefully have a case up against new york states and new york city's lawyers and it sucks so much 
And I really feel for this I didn't girl. even... I don't even think that... Um, I could be totally talking out of my ass on this, but I don't think you can still admit um, victim sexual history as evidence in a rape case. I don't think you can do that anymore. Good. Does anybody... But they were still questioning about it. I would fucking hope not. Are you kidding me? They they I can mean, still, I guess, as part of the questions. Like, even if they can't yeah, just to submit it as official evidence, if they put it on the record and the jury hears it, then... Right. Yeah, I mean, that happened. You'll see, like, people take the stand and just say it anyways, because you can't unhear it, even if they strike it from the record, so... Yeah. Mm. What, would, what would that even mean? Like, the... They, the jury hears like, oh yeah, she's had sex outside of marriage. Yeah, like, it's and... yeah, she had sex with one person, shit. so she can. So there's no reason why she wouldn't be consenting to sex with every person, especially oh not two cops who restrained her and arrested her. It's almost like we have some very weird societal conceptions about sexuality in women. Eh, I don't think so. Yeah, you're right. It's fine. You know, we we we're in a place that. Where you trust the police's word, you know, without question. Yeah. That kind of seems, like, eh. It's how we like weird. to say all the time. Trust the police. <laughs> <laughs> trust well, the, thing the is, if, police. If these, if these policemen, if these, you know, honorable uh, blue, blue men get in trouble for doing this, then how will other cops be able to protect and serve? How will they be able to keep doing their jobs, you know? We're just going to scare them. They won't. Uh, the gangs okay. will rule the streets. <laughs> um, and we'll all be weeping as we're shot execution style in the head by roving hooligans. Like, if only we had respected the cops. If, if only. only. If, if only, only I had drank respecting them. police juice. <laughs> if only I had studied the blade. <laughs> If only I had mastered the blockchain. <laughs> um, so we've Did had we... a lot of fun during these last couple of segments. Yeah. Um, you you want to just like blaze through uh, some things that maybe are uh, a little less of a fucking downer? Yeah, let's cut God, this. Zach, you know I love to blaze it. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> so real quick, um, we got one topic here. It's chips, but women can eat them. Have oh, you guys heard yeah. about this? Yeah. So you guys, I think the the women on this show and just our listeners are really going to like this. Uh, <laughs> I've never so had you, a chip you might before. Have, and you now. might have seen men walking around and, you know, us guys were holding our bags of Doritos and we're just shaking all the little loose bits into our mouths mm-hmm. and uh, picking them out of our beards for later to eat and just all the things that men do, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, Looking like a snack. <laughs> well uh now it's for women too now wow. a woman can too enjoy a delicious potato chip me a woman <laughs> all right but wow. we should talk about the hot takes on this wait, wait, wait. Doritos fiasco yeah so we didn't actually say what it really was did we that it oh, was that, wait, sorry so it was, <laughs> yeah jokes. we did it. so apparently i uh, pre-joked yeah the we, we pre-joked a little too hard um <laughs> so the uh i believe like marketing director of frito-lay oh no of uh pepsico sorry which owns frito-lay which makes doritos i want to say um 
was on the uh, radio show or podcast or whatever the hell, Freakonomics Radio, talking mm-hmm. about um, how like men like to enjoy potato chips and Doritos and whatever a very specific way. And she described it in this very weird detail where she was like, they like to eat all of the crumbs and they like to lick their fingers and they like to turn the bag upside down and enjoy all of the crumbs <laughs> at the bottom. Like she describes it like this, very like mechanically. It's very weird. Men, um, can you confirm? Yes, I, confirms. I, I don't I like to, to get my dust on finger. Um, it's bad and it's the worst part of the Dorito, but I digress. Um, so she was... Uh, reportedly she then said so we're working on like a different like model of dorito chip for women that's a little less crunchy and um a little less cheesy and dusty so that way women can enjoy a chip with a quiet crunch and not have to lick all the dust off their finger and they can eat it and be very um neat and ladylike um and people were understandably thought that this was fucking stupid because it was like (laughs) hey marvin it, 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 fuck. Uh, it's <laughs> it's your cousin Marvin Dorito. You know that new chip you've been looking for? <laughs> you listen to this. And it's just silent because it doesn't crunch. I just want to know if there's going to be a distinction in chips for women. And then, you know, you have two... You have two gay ladies on this episode of the podcast. If will there be will there be a special lesbian chip? Which has no, all yeah, it has no dust that you can keep your fingers clean. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, that's important. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen, but the official well, Doritos account weighed in actually on the uh, Doritos controversy here. Sure. They. Uh, <laughs> the, I don't know. Okay, sure. I feel. I don't know. The Doritos. Is it appropriate to call it the Doritos controversy? Is this a controversy? Dorito yeah, gate. Dorito gate. Twenty eighteen. Oh, well, Doritos. Whatever. No, it's Crunch Game. Crunch. <laughs> yes, the uh, the official Doritos Twitter account uh, tweeted: "We already have Doritos for women. They're called Doritos, and they're loved by millions." <laughs> it's Doritos. equality. So Thank you. It came Today out that apparently these remarks as. Um, the remarks that were made about these special Doritos for women were taken heavily out of context um, from the radio program they were originally on that the host of Freakonomics Radio kind of guided that questioning into, like, would you ever make a special chip for women? And they didn't... Would you rather? (laughs) And they didn't even answer in the affirmative. They were just kind of like, eh. But, um, so, in hilarious, uh, consistent Freakonomics fashion, the host of Freakonomics Radio was like, hey, we're just trying to tell people stuff that they don't know already, and who cares about the context? Which is very Freakonomics, because Freakonomics is hot fucking garbage that thinks that context isn't important. Nice. Did any of you read Freakonomics? No. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I used to listen to the podcast a bunch back when I was getting into podcasts. Oh, okay. I read the yeah. books. Uh, because the original, I bought the book for like $2 at a used bookstore. And I was like... Mod- That's a steal. I was moderately enjoying it until it got extremely eugenicist. Um, yeah. There is a section... Oh, oh is it the abortion thing? Yes, yes, yes. There is yeah. a That's section... That's the one thing I know from Freakonomics. Yep. There's a section in Freakonomics that analyzes um, the effect of... Um, legalizing abortion on crime rates and basically posits that um, that poor black women um, in uh, in poor communities uh, were having children that they did not want 
and because these children were growing up in these allegedly problematic environments, that it was predisposing them to crime. So when abortion was legalized, these women could safely get abortions. And then these, it, it, it was basically super predator theory. Like, it was heavily bolstered by super predator theory, I'm pretty sure. Basically saying that now, if these women can legally get abortions, then they won't have these babies that then grow up that are predetermined, allegedly, to become criminals. So basically saying, like, actually, if we let the black population decrease a little bit, it'll be good for crime rates, actually. That's extremely Yeah, that's racist. not even like, fucking touching on the can of worms that is forced sterilization of women of color in the United States. Yep. And yep, like yep, how yep. Planned Parenthood was started as like a eugenics thing. Margaret Singer mm-hmm. was a very it, strong eugenicist. It's bad. Very, a very strong one. <laughs> he was, he can lift an entire bus. Um, <laughs> now, I didn't know about any of this, so I'm just going to reach into my brain and pull out the floppy disk that has all the hours that I received off economics. <laughs> Dump it into a food processor, and then we can move on. <laughs> You're removing the uh, economic racism Ooh. node. That's, so, the, that's the food processor. The, not only does that ignore like the context of like forced sterilization of women in color in the United States, it also ignores just like the basic concept of like what social conditions like cause crime. Yeah, sure. Like it, it was just like ugh, fucking. Like, this is what happens when you let these dumbass, like, data-focused, like... The the cover of Freakonomics refers to one of the authors as a, quote, rogue economist, which is a load of horseshit. Oh, jeez. Um, that doesn't when, sound when, like a person to be pl- that would be pleasant to be around. Yeah, like, did you know that sumo wrestling is actually fixed? It's like, yeah, I'm gonna go enjoy a drink across the room. Um, but it's like... When you apply these, like, hard and fast, like, rules of, like, how the world works to things that have these complex social causes, you end up saying some shit that, like, sounds pretty racist when you think about it. (laughs) Imagine that. Confirmed. Uh, So, we, yeah, we do have some questions to get to, so let's do kind of a speed round of uh, some shout-outs to uh, some, some of our smaller topics. I don't know if this is good or bad, so you guys can tell me. But a Nazi is running unopposed in the Republican primary for an Illinois congressional district? Yep. So is, that, is that good or bad? Um, I'm going to say Well, he's bad. definitely not going to win because well, it's a I heavy mean, they... Democrat district. But like, apparently the reason why he's the Republican nominee is that he was the only person who turned in his documentation on time. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what they say about the Nazis? They kept the paperwork coming on time everyone <laughs> always says that it's the but, famous saying about the nazis and then the other cool thing is that he's running the the democrat that that's already the incumbent that is running against uh is anti-gay great anti-abortion cool. great and anti-immigrant great great Our three favorite things oh also so he's his like seat Jones is his too. dad's it's his yeah. dad's it's like he's a legacy candidate too so it's like a legacy democrat versus a republican former nazi who will win <laughs> Whoever wins, we lose. Alien versus Predator in theaters, 2003. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Conservative students are getting penalized academically for supporting the troops. God, they sure are. In this country? <laughs> Charlie it's, Kirk actually made a tweet about that as well, if I'm not mistaken. And he's Toilet just Paper USA. Bodied. Yep. He's, uh, he's getting bodied pretty hard on Twitter right now as a result <laughs> of that. Uh, he likes to go onto college campuses and 
basically convince conservative teenagers to dress up like babies and, you know, complain about safe spaces and then not really understand context or nuance or really any logic. But anyway, some kid, uh, so, so Charlie Kirk tweeted, like, I have been hearing from conservative students that their liberal professors are failing them because they are conservative. And then Can some, I interject real quick? Oh, of course. Talking about conservative students being penalized academically, he the way he phrased it in his tweet was countless of messages. <laughs> <laughs> Just countless. <That's> great. <laughs> and so I don't know if the girl who tweeted it actually wrote the essay. I don't know. I don't want to like cast dispersions on that. But <laughs> this essay that he's, you know, I got a C minus or a D from my professor because I An said F that we should minus, stand. Minus. We should stand for the flag. And she she posted this essay about, you know, how important it was to stand for the national anthem and just it's written like a third grader wrote it. <laughs> can I like, like uh, clearly can didn't I follow any kind of, of direction. <laughs> Please do. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so the essay is titled Standing Up for Freedom. Uh, and this uh, paper was handed in with no draft and no peer form, which means it was not edited um, whatsoever and was submitted uh, directly to the professor to be destroyed. Yeah, um, they didn't do the assignment. <laughs> right, they just didn't do it. Um Ever since I was young, I always stood for the national anthem, and so did everyone around me. When entering high school, I found myself frustrated at the Friday night football games when someone would talk or wear a ball cap during the national anthem. <laughs> I never thought by the time I entered college, people would be taking a knee during the national anthem. For me and my family, it felt like a punch in the gut. Not just... <laughs> made me so angry i could bust a nut <laughs> for me and my family it felt like a punch in the gut not just a punch where you can punch bright back but one that you aren't expecting and it knocks the wind out of you i believe everyone who is a united states citizen should stand for the national anthem and out of respect for the men and women who risk their lives daily for the freedom of the united states citizens um so it's very redundant but i'm gonna skip to um this part um where the author um the, first of all there's a huge paragraph that's just talking about the flag for no reason and the teacher annotated it by saying it does not relate to thesis yeah, that um, was the main objection of like they're saying the flag and the anthem are two different issues the fucking liberal cultural marxist professors docking me great and, and an eagle named small government yada 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 um so <laughs> there's this paragraph that says i believe that everyone should stand for the national anthem to honor those who paid the ultimate sacrifice of their lives i would think that this statement alone <laughs> would be enough to convince people to stand but unfortunately it is not i believe everyone should stand because everyone knows someone who has risked it all we are so privileged as to have the option to stand and honor or protest in disrespect unlike other countries we have the privilege to show pride <laughs> in who we are as americans and what we say do and wear other countries like north korea have no access to a public internet or any way to show their pride for a country of censorship um and here there's an annotation from the professor that says you contradict yourself here by saying that we have the freedom to protest but you are against the protest yeah really <laughs> so anyway yeah. it's a very it's, it's a really good essay I think the professors are just upset that their like liberal views have been destroyed by logic, and so they've been, <laughs> so they're resorting to ad hominems. I'm yeah. gonna say it. <laughs> they're butt hurt. Yes. Uh, may, may I uh, suggest uh, apostrophe your? Ah, oh, yes. Thank you. 
<laughs> I mean, that's literally what the professor's notations are, just very basic <laughs> instruction. But you uh, know. Except for the parts where they literally wrote, like, this makes no sense, this doesn't relate to your topic, um, yeah. you, you can't write, uh, and at the end <laughs> wrote, uh, Clara, you make the same point repeatedly and do not take into account why some people are kneeling. I am also, uh, concerned about the untradition? I think uh, it's Contradiction. Oh, <laughs> Bad handwriting. Teacher handwriting, right? Decent <laughs> writing, which, hmm, I don't know. But look at my notes and se- about sentence revisions. Um, so that was, like, a very, like, a very gentle caress of a- She even uh, said decent writing, which is Which is a lie. News. That was just, like, lobbing her, like- <laughs> Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, like, your your essay was, like, nationalist garbage, but, I mean, it wasn't terrible. This is an extremely <laughs> typical- like c- corrections that pro- I I mean I I was an English major and like oh Josh you were an English normal. major this say is... some English right now so <laughs> uh, I thought so uh, <laughs> fuck <laughs> I broke him owned, owned on his own podcast <laughs> what I like is that the final paragraph where the teacher's kind of doing the sum up like implies that she's been like a huge shithead and keeps making this argument in class like over and over again. Oh, you like, know she does. Not... I like the fact that he says like you make this point repeatedly in class. So that means like every like other day she's standing up and being like we should stand up for the troops. Now, it, it doesn't <laughs> say in class, so we could interpret it right, but <laughs> she's just walking around campus yelling at people to stand up for the national she's anthem. She's reciting no, like pledge of allegiance like in elementary school but just by herself in the middle of oh, the professor's yeah. lecture. She just um, kicks the door down to some school. Stand for the patriot. national anthem. So, um, yeah. So, a publication called uh, the what was it? The um, the One News Foundation and uh, the there's only the, one. You get one. The the, the Good Faith Reportage <laughs> Tribune, as someone called it. Uh, Kent State professor takes points off of student assignment and says, "Consider why people kneel," referring, of course, to the NFL. <laughs> The first, the first, the lead of this is Kent State University professor Mary Owens is like most liberal professors. She doesn't know how to grade objectively. She allowed her clear judgments to show on a student's paper and hurt the student for having an opinion. Uh, and the author of this article is like, he looks like a 17 year old kid wearing um, a black t-shirt in his like professional LinkedIn profile with dog tags. Nice. Of course. It Do you is. think he served? <laughs> it's very cool to respect authority and also the police. It's very cool to support the troops. <laughs> it's very cool to wear a diaper on campus and talk about how it's limiting your free speech to not be able to call people horrible slurs. Mm. Um, you guys want to jump into questions? Yeah, I'm sure, ready. I guess. To just hop on in. Um, I'm going to uh, start reading these just down the list. Oh, while we're taking a second, I don't know how many of you mm. saw Mike Cernovich has tweeted just during the podcast that he's running for Congress this year, potentially. <laughs> Is he going to run against Holy Chelsea shit. Manning? I don't know, but like <gasps> the fact that like actual like 100% known sexual assaulter Mike Cernovich is not running for Senate. Convicted sexual not assaulter. Good, I'm going to say. No, it's not. Yeah, maybe we should actually Anyways. include this in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, like we should probably You're bring it up. Breaking hot off <laughs> Well, this the is presses. fine. We just did. Yeah. yeah, we brought it up. Yeah, so we All did right. it. Um, yeah, 
we parted the kimono and now it's here for all of you to see. <laughs> Don't like that turn of phrase. Host of the show, uh, Sam, is yelling from the Phantom Zone about how we need Doug Jones. <laughs> <laughs> we do need Doug Jones. The here- do you want to read the Twitter question, Zach? Yeah, uh, uh, so our first um, question. Uh, what is Twitter. our Twitter? Oh, yeah, you could uh, send us a question, uh, if you have any, on uh, at H-K-I-P- uh t wait no shit <laughs> it's hard <laughs> okay just send it to at h it's it's at h k i p g t d uh that's on twitter uh uh so this one is from uh tough sturm cg i yep. hope i'm pronouncing that right um i've heard that left wing and right wing mean different or opposite in the USA versus the rest of the world. How does that work? Is it true? Or is that just code for most of the world is lefter than the USA? Shh, don't tell it's a secret. Now, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, now, I'm an American. I don't know shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think like, like a, a cursory country. Google is like, you know, the left and the right are kind of generally considered like left is more liberal and right being more conservative like i think that's kind of standard in the west at least and but i mean for the rest of the world then hell yeah everybody else seems to have actual leftist parties because the u.s does yeah. not have established leftist political like a representation country is, a is like a bird right it needs a left it needs wing to fly away and a right wing just to, in order to fly okay just that's uh, okay. i'm sorry my lady brain couldn't understand that i think it was too technical <laughs> It's just too much logic. <laughs> yeah, too much logic. You need to have some Doritos for women. Think about it. Take a no second. No Doritos. Oh, yeah. They'll be analyzing those words for years to come, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. I'm going to read um, some questions from uh, host of the show. And enemy of the enemy show. Enemy of the show. <laughs> and enemy. And also inspiration for the show. Just kind of lightning round it, you know? Also yeah. a good friend of the show at the same time. Yeah. Uh, this is on Tumblr, which is also H-K-I-P-G-T-D. You can send in questions there. Please do it. And Brooks He's... is Tumblr user Sirius Jones. Yeah, you're right. You got it. He says, what would you blast into space if you had the wholly immortal amount of unearned money that Elon Musk has? Should we just go down the line? Let's start with Evan. All right. Um, I feel like I would blast Elon Musk into space. Got him. Oh, that's good. Uh, you, Brooks. <laughs> I, I think I would blast uh, Henry Kissinger. He can go. There, but he's just know, gonna die anyway. Henry Kissinger's Pokemon going to space. <laughs> oh, nice! Henry Kissinger's Pokemon going to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I mean, they don't have Cambodians on Mars, so that's good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> too much right, too much Caroline. um myself oh. so i can just leave all right zach oh, no. <laughs> every host of this podcast every host of this podcast all right now i want everyone to sit back and imagine all of these people that we mentioned together on one rocket headed into space i don't like it's that nice. <laughs> yeah, I hate I'm that. I'm not okay with that. <laughs> okay, sorry. Another question from Brooks Oglesby, aka Sirius Jones on Tumblr. 
How can we reconcile Lieutenant Surge's history of furthering American empire with the fact that he's clearly the best Kanto gym leader? Hey, I don't Lieutenant know Surge is a war speaking. hero. <laughs> Show some respect. Yeah, it's a very good point. There's no reconciling to be done. Uh, he's a, he, he, he served our company. He protected. Our company? He all. Our, wait, did I just say company? Did you, you serve did, with you, Lieutenant Surge? You said company for country and country for company. This is amazing. No! The mind of Josh. <laughs> the circle is completed. Well, you know what? In capitalism, they're one and the same. Exactly. Hey, uh, is, uh, is, wait, 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 wait. Is Lieutenant Surge's Raichu also a war hero? Yeah, just like in that movie about, like, the horses. You know, you know the one? <laughs> oh, you mean the, the one where uh, these war soldiers horse. rode horses and oh. <laughs> it's <laughs> propaganda. Strong. Yes. It, it, the one with the extremely long subtitle. It's like, 12 Strong, the true story of these legendary soldiers who rode a bunch of horses to further Americans' interest abroad. <laughs> A, yeah, it sounds good to me. Probably starring like the guy who plays Jim in The Office or whatever, because that's all he does nowadays. No, 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 no. He it was um uh, one of the Hemsworths. I can't remember. If it was Thor or the one that married Miley Cyrus. Thor, why? I don't know. He needs Thor. that money. Thor is a tool of American <laughs> imperialism. Oh well, okay, isn't he? Fine. Isn't he Australian? Yes. He's a tool of Australian imperialism. Then okay, all right, got me there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another question from Brooks Ogles be Serious Jones how would you make Lennon's mausoleum even more metal uh, well it's made of glass so jot that down <laughs> yeah I don't think it's possible I think we've already hit the limit Another question from Brooks Oglesby. Do you think Lopunny is like that on purpose? Yes. Yeah, the oh, uh, yeah. the people who um, did the Pokemon designs for Gen 4 absolutely watched Space Jam and were like, oh, hey, can we make a horny bunny Pokemon? <laughs> and then they made one that in its sprite literally looks like it has under titty. Yeah, and anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, just Google Low Punny. It's a Pokemon. Oh my god, Low Punny, yeah. when it mega evolves, it gets ripped stocking patterns on its legs. Like, fuck That's off. so horny. No way. It's already so I like no. that the personality in the oh, like, Wikipedia description is like, she's cute, but she's clumsy. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Oopsie, whoopsie. I just dropped my Pokeball. Low Punny I live is the- there. Manic Pixic Dream Girl of Pokemon. <laughs> no, she's like she's that um picture of the um like hot girl uh bending down to pick up a book and then becoming a nerd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Josh, these next two questions from Brooks, I think, establish like they are the most perfect like summation of Brooks's personality, I think. The next two questions. Alright. Okay, so everyone just settle in for this. Uh, Brooks asks, how can we begin to imagine a future in which community justice replaces an oppressive penal system and police state? Now, I want to read the next question before we answer the first one. (laughs) (laughs) And the next question is, what color and or consistency do you think best describes Wabafut's loads? Okay, I got this one. They're bioluminescent, like the shape of water guy. (laughs) No, we can't answer either of these now. They cancel each other out. Yeah, oh, scratch that. Sorry, Brooks. Wobbuffet is another Pokemon, and... That's not uh, how you pronounce it! How is he gonna pronounce it? It's Wobbuffet. Well, I'm very bad at pronouncing things. Wobbuffet. I hate it. Oh, wait, so it's it's like Warren Buffett. Yeah. Okay. Uh, For the... 
for the first question, I guess it would just be, I mean, how do we possibly reform the criminal justice system? It's probably just recognizing that the police and the private prison industry is, it's an industry. It treats the people who go to prison uh, under the 13th Amendment right. like they're slaves. And it mm -hmm. essentially, it like Brooke says all the time, it values profits over the people that they're supposed to protect so okay. it's abolishing all of that <laughs> but here's the thing it's not just private prisons because even public like government oh, exactly. owned and yeah. operated prisons still uh, engage in this idea of corporate labor g corporate um production using prison labor mm -hmm. so like I you're, think making, it's all just you're making things for microsoft or whatever you know yeah, yeah, so, I mean, and, and Brooke's question really is, how can we imagine a future where community justice takes its place? The thing and, is, like, I, I mean, literally can't. Yeah. I don't I have that imagination. Maybe yeah, I if mean, I read, I, like, a, a good book on it, I could begin to even understand how that would work. If but, I like, had... It's... If I read literally any leftist literature, which I have not, then maybe. Yeah, if I'd ever read a book at all in my life... If I can be theory boy here for just one Please. second. Please do. Oh, good. Um, do it. There Save is, us. There, um, there is um, I've Michel Foucault's uh, shit, Discipline and Punish, that's the one, uh, talks basically exclusively about this and, and is pretty much an entirely a criticism of the American prison, you know, prison system and, well, not the American prison system, but the prison system generally. And mm -hmm. that book, it doesn't exactly lay out uh, a solution in so much as it in within its criticism it sort of lays out the problems and you can extrapolate from there what should be done and the main thing is is that the prison systems used to mold people into model citizens into model capitalists so mm -hmm. basically a system that doesn't do that and instead tries to repair whatever caused the problem as opposed to repairing the person at a fundamental level mm -hmm. yeah i think for um Damn. i think mark lamont hill who uh, oh, he shows you. up on twitter a lot this is very good theory thank you uh, yeah, Mark Lamont Hill talks a lot about prison abolition and how we can talk about um, restorative justice, especially like because um, his book, I think the book's called Nobody, but it really talks about kind of the way that um, the U.S. kind of prison system is set up in such a way that yeah, it prevents actual justice from happening. And it's mm. it's I've heard it's pretty good. And he's a pretty smart guy from the things I've heard him say. So I'd look into his his stuff. And yeah, like this Caroline is... said, also starting locally. Yeah, yeah the operative community, community with each other. You've got to build connections to your neighbors, just people mm -hmm. around you to counteract the alienation inherent in capitalism. The people that you're accountable to. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and like, I do want to say, like, this has all been very good practice. Praxis. Um, sorry. But ever since you mentioned the name of that uh, text, I've been thinking about sin and punishment for the N64 and I haven't been able to stop. <laughs> oh I wonder Great. if any, like, can we, can we find the geeks and the gamers in this chat? Is, is my the cake is a lie. <gasps> there they are. Uh, uh, so, you want to do some more questions? Uh, yeah, we have plenty more. Uh, let's, let's just kind of keep moving through them. It, oh, I think we, we have, have two. No, we no, no, have keep scrolling, many baby. more than that. Oh, I sorry, I didn't realize it continued on to the next page. Uh, yeah. Tumblr user Fuch Cassidy <laughs> um, asks, Funny Malcolm Turnbull get held hostage by far-right minority of own benchbackers? 
Backbenchers? I can't read. Just a little Australian humor for you all. I'm not Australian. Next question. Mike Dawson uh, asked, is Brooks Oglesby the leftist Dan Ricker? I don't know who that is. Brooks or Dan Ricker? (laughs) Next question. (laughs) Dan Ricker? Wait, real quick. Dan Ricker is the one with the really bad opinions on Giant Bomb. So, yes. Wait, wait, wait. Well, no, because Brooks has good opinions, and I think Dan Ricker, the only thing I've heard him say is like, oh yeah, I would sell out, like, people selling cigarettes to the police no i'm just kidding yeah brooks's bad opinions are like socks wait uh what is it oh that shoes and socks are the same that's a good opinion though yeah yeah but dan rickard's opinions are like actually the police are good oh okay and i'm an arc so i'm just kidding brooks sorry mike dawson sent a bunch uh next one from mike dawson uh if the academy awards are movie ball what is the super bowl it is a Super Bowl, as in a weed pipe. Yep. I got oh, that's it! Good. Yeah! That's a good. Oh, so weed. I understand. Next question. Um, in, the, in the interest of time, I think we're going to skip a couple of these questions from Mike Dawson. We still love you, but uh, we got to keep this ball rolling. Um, sometimes host of the show, taking turns at random, uh, a.k.a. Patrick, uh, says... How can America begin recovering from the good team's devastating Super Bowl loss? Like, my eyes Patriots just went completely black. and Targaryen royalist. <laughs> Targaryen loyalist Patrick. Uh, no, I think the first step is banning for Patrick from ever hosting this podcast. <laughs> it is law. It is law. I'm the leader of this podcast, so it's law. Uh, and Fudge Cassidy. Uh, just kidding, Patrick. Sorry. But. Butch Cassidy sent out another ask that says, are there any political phrases that elicit a negative, visceral response from you? It's pretty Australian-specific, but stop the boats always gets me. I I can tell. I I, I don't even know the context, and I can tell that one's... (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah, that sounds like... That sounds like the... Mm -hmm. It it sounds pretty anti-immigration to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much so. Oh, cool. I mean... Obviously, nice. anything that's like conservative or Republican, right. like America first or build the wall. I mean, that's the most obvious stuff that we all feel that way. But I've been getting about... increasingly nude online about like protecting our freedoms. Old stock Canadians always gets me. There's my national specific one. But back when the conservatives were talking about protecting old stock Canadians as like code for white people, that always pissed me off a lot. Yeah, that sounds Even... real bad. Yeah, it was really racist. <laughs> I'm going to go in with um, uh, one that's not like an obvious like conservative one. I'm going to go with I really don't like love Trump's hate because, oh, yeah. oh my mm. God, did it not? And also, what? Like, <laughs> it's super it's, didn't. It's super didn't. Is the thing. It super didn't. And also, it like it doesn't mean anything. Like, it really doesn't mean anything at all. Politically. And also, like, just, what am I going to do with this fucking T-shirt now? <laughs> Exactly. Ugh. Yeah. Um, uh, also, a legal immigrant is just one that really gets, I mean, really gets me riled up now. Mm-hmm. I really bust a nut over it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> don't say that. When you're mad. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a bim bam joke. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's just, a just bim bam joke. We're frauds. Oh yeah, sorry. We I shouldn't we shouldn't like be explicitly making references to other podcasts, but we're but doing we it. super are. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm follow I'm following along. I'm following along. Uh, okay, okay. Um, did everyone go but me for this question? 
Sure. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, I so I think the one that annoys me is the America is great because America is good. Oh, uh, God, yes. Yeah. Um, like, first of all, not. no, it fucking isn't. Second of all, shut up. Third of all, um, it all that does is take away like their individual responsibility of americans to be like we're american so that makes us good by default which means that we don't need to aspire to anything greater like we have a baseline goodness level for some reason um we don't we super don't <laughs> we never have we super don't and we never have and all this does is make people lazy and complacent sorry no jokes fair enough it's kind of funny when you think about it though oh yeah it super is hmm. <laughs> Um, Another question from Foots Cassidy, if you don't mind. Me um, saying. This one sounds like it might take a while. <laughs> Th- that's possible. Let's let's we got to move. Okay, we'll do this one as quickly as our brains can possibly process. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's. Yeah. I'll just yell them out. Okay, great. Following up with the previous episode's title, which for the record was Henry Kring Singer, which, <laughs> as you might know, is a reference to uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which leftist left-wing names would you name your four turtle sons? So Bernardo. I think maybe a way to... D- okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, wait, so how does this work? What Do I just have to name leftist people? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess well, so this is a problem because I know nothing about leftist theory and nothing about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. So All right, so, it's, so it, it would be Bernardo uh, Jeremiah... <laughs> Who are these people? The boys. Uh, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie Sanders and Jeremy Corbyn. Keep up. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, and then just Trotsky. Okay. Trotsky. And Carl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Carl doesn't get out much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. He's a poet. Um. <laughs> All right, uh, we, have- we have one last question um, from uh, host of the show and also our hearts, uh, Tumblr user Dork Phoenix, um, <laughs> a.k.a. Alex, uh, a.k.a. Funny Alley, who says, Valentine's Gay is coming up soon, and I wanted to kiss injure from me to you. Thank, Aww, you. thank you. Happy Valentine's Day. Wow. Happy Valentine's Gay. Happy, Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Gay. This you there! What day is it? On. Oh, but... <laughs> <laughs> my God! I haven't missed it. Um, is oh. is Valentine's Gay? Wait, is Valentine's Day the most LGBT holiday? Valentine's Gay? Yeah. Or or day? Well, Valentine's Gay. Um, They're one and the same. I mean, it is I mean, very much like a Hallmark holiday. Like, not even in a simple yeah, way, up, just like a literal. It's up way. there. I think. I think Beyonce's birthday is up there as well. Um, and I, okay, I think cool. I personally also celebrate the birthday of uh, Alison Bechdel. So, okay, so <laughs> the, all the national holidays. All right, so you're a yes. geek confirmed. Geeks and gamers. Geek. <laughs> all right, uh, this has been quite an episode, and oh boy, I've had a lot of fun. The doing tone. This has I've been... had a lot of fun in the second half of this episode where we told jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do our light bringers. Uh, I can start. Go uh, ahead. I know this is incredibly old because um, this is. So, so I've been watching Hannibal, and believe it Anyways. or not, just, d- despite what uh, 
Tumblr led me to believe it is not just like Supernatural with serial killers. It's actually a good show with good writing and good characters. Mm-hmm. And it's decently gay. It's getting there. I have definitely heard that it's very gay. But he also loves to leave after like one season of everything else he's ever worked on. So He does, but he didn't when it comes to Hannibal. And he stuck it through. Uh, it makes me so happy and also so terrified just to be in my own home. <laughs> as somebody who has a Hannibal tattoo, I think I can say it's pretty good as a show. Oh, hell yeah. You have a Hannibal tattoo? What's the I tattoo? Do. It's a teacup. Where is oh, it? Oh, nice. On my leg. <laughs> <laughs> no tramp stamp, okay. huh? No, I, I gotta think, you know, if I was gonna do that, it would probably be like, Way bloodier. Oh, okay. Anyway. Bloodier. <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, Evan? Oh, uh, for me, I'm going to be Theory Boy again and say I've been reading uh, W.E. Dubois' The Souls of Black Folks, and it's Hell a really yeah. good book. It's, an, it's extremely good, and it's nice. really readable because it's more like it's more modern, and it just deals with like a lot of problems with race relations that still apply to today, and I would recommend anybody who cares about that stuff, and you should you know, to read it. Nice. It's good. Yeah. yeah. If, you ha- if you're going to listen to this podcast, you absolutely have to read some leftist literature. That Otherwise, goes for the up. listeners and the hosts. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read, though. Yeah, that You'll get there. There's got to be well, an audiobook yeah. podcast. Um, I <laughs> have really been into um, listening to old backlogs of podcasts while playing on my Nintendo Switch, and I've been enjoying... Um, the DLC for Breath of the Wild. I love to run around and solve puzzles and listen to old episodes of We Hate Movies. That's what I do. Oh, nice. Um, which DLC are you playing? The first one or the second one? I'm doing the Champions Ballad one. Oh, that one's uh, that one's good. I mean, I'm sure the first one's good too, but I haven't actually really played it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I like I like new content. I love content. I also like content. Okay, Caroline. <laughs> I also like yep, content. And that's, and that's my content. I've been, <laughs> even though I can't read, I've been reading um, a book called Backlash. And I don't remember mm. the author's name, but it is about how basically every single pro- every single progress, every single wave in feminism has been met with like the same criticisms and the same backlash from modern society, like way back to like Seneca Falls. And it is a good read. Is that uh, Damn. Susan Faludi? Yes, I do think her first name is Susan. Nice. Nice. Okay. Zach? Zach Tay. Oh, um, um, so I read a lot of comics. I spend way too much money on comics. Um, and one that I've been in- surprisingly enjoying very much is uh, the uh, Marvel comic series Black Bolt. Um, which I think just uh, came out in a collected volume, and I really strongly recommend it. Um, because Black Bolt is not a character I ever expected to care even one iota about. He's uh, bi- he's a member of the Inhumans, who I've always thought of as kind of a ripoff X-Men for when Marvel doesn't have the uh, rights to use the X-Men in um, film media. Um, which they now do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also royalty, which, like, again, not great. But um, 
he the interesting thing about this character is that because his powers um all come from his speech being very powerful he's a silent character and so other a lot of the uh writing of the book instead of being textual is um subtextual narrative um and it's kind of more a more internal and focused series because of that um it's really good the art is gorgeous it's written by uh saladin ahmed um and the artists are christian ward um uh and it's really just a fantastic comic and i recommend picking up the first trade paperback if you could get it for cheap also it's about why jail is bad nice nice uh i'm josh and you can find me on twitter at twigwrists or on tumblr at venusorphobia and i do nothing else i'm i'm evan and you can find me at tp underscore albuquerque on twitter and that's all (laughs) nice you can find me on tumblr um at run the gems and you can find me on twitter at l leblanc underscore but who are you Oh, I'm Lauren. Hey. <laughs> I'm Caroline, and I'm on Tumblr as Winter's House and on Twitter as C Savage with two Vs. Uh, I'm Zach. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Cataquax and on Tumblr, where I'm not that active but still occasionally reblog stuff, as Nightzone with a K. Great. All right. You, you can find us on Tumblr at HKIPGTT. And you can find us on Twitter at HKIPGTD. And you can send us questions to both of those places. Please do. Uh, we want to thank the taxpayers for the use of their song Evil Men off the album Cold Hearted Town. And, um, and we want to thank Sam of the it. show, uh, Sam, for yelling at all of us to mention all of this uh, in the Discord chat. Yeah. In the Discord, which, by the way, is now open to the public. And you can join it if you want to. And you should. Um, you can find a link to it on all of our social media, I assume. Someone's definitely yeah. posting that. Not me. Yeah. It's it's on our Twitter and our Tumblr both. And um, speaking so of hosting, come. you can find us on noisespace.xyz slash HKIPGTD. <laughs> yes. Thanks, and Matt. thank you to host, the show. Yeah, host of the show, Matt, who we love. Matt. Thanks, Matt. Well, I love him. we love, but also is the enemy of the show, but also we love him. Mm-hmm. We are all the host of the show and the friend of the show and the enemy of the show. So true. All right, everyone, thanks for listening to Henry Kissinger is Pokemon going to die. Uh, not a threat. Just a fact. Memento Pokemori. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Toodaloo. Peace out. We love our cops a lot.